Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ring Scoops podcast right here on ringscoops.com, on anchor.fm slash ringscoops, on Spotify, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm your host, the webmaster, Wade Needham. I'm recording this on Tuesday, February 15th, 2022. The current time is 7.39 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there is a pay-per-view this coming Saturday from the WWE. This uh, podcast episode, I am not going to give my predictions for that yet. I'm going to wait until maybe, maybe tomorrow night or Thursday. I'll do a prediction podcast or video put up something very quick, nothing, you know, too elaborate. This podcast, though, uh, there was some big news that went down today, and I wanted to talk about that on this. Uh, I, I don't know exactly how long this episode of the podcast is going to be. I've, I've got, well, let me see, one, two, three, yeah, three news items here that I want to talk about. One is major, one is gigantic, and then the uh, the other two, you know, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, yeah, I have, a, I have an opening match, I have a mid-card, and then I got a main event that we're going to do. Uh, so let's, let's just let's get the undercard out of the way, and then we're going to talk about the big main event, the, the thing that the, this episode of the podcast is going to be focused on. And then also what I want to do sometime is schedule for next week. I want to get McAvall on, maybe even possibly hit up Cat, see if Cat wants to get on and talk about this. If the DA is back from his cruise, um, then maybe we can have the DA on as well. I want to have a huge roundtable because this is a this is a huge, huge breaking story, and I'm pretty sure in the next seven days there there's going to be a lot more information out. But anyway, uh, let's talk about the, uh, the 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 opening match, I guess. Right, the opening um, the the curtain jerker piece of news for this. I got three things here. Uh, During an interview with Justin Barrazzo of SI.com, Lita talked about challenging Becky Lynch for the WWE Raw Women's Championship at the 2022 Elimination Chamber Premium Live event, which is the pay-per-view that I was talking about that will be this Saturday. It's going to be at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Peacock Network and WWE Network whatever's available in your region. Um, but yeah, Lita did an interview with SI.com. Here's what Lita had to say regarding her status with the WWE after the premium live event. Quote, Currently, I was just asked to do this match. I know everything can change in WWE at the drop of a hat. 
There is a lot of opportunity here. And just because there are no current plans doesn't mean there won't be. This is also allowing me to focus on the task at hand, which is to put on a killer match and not focus on anything else except Elimination Chamber. End quote. Now, I think that this quote of hers is very interesting on a multitude of levels. Okay? The very last sentence there, the last couple of words plays into something that I have been formulating for the last few months, a theory, if you will, of one of many reasons why the WWE have been doing their recent talent releases and they've been doing them in, in, in mass groves, right? I think they are restructuring from within deep within on how they conduct business that we've never seen in recent memory. I would say in 30 years. And that is doing very short-term, legit, independent contractor type of work. The big thing that everybody likes to talk about within the WWE is that the wrestlers, the superstars, are classified as independent contractors but they're not really because they're under contract and they can only work for the WWE. They can't get out of the contracts unless there's certain requirements met. But WWE has all the um, all the power to just drop the, the contracts, right? But think about this. Back in the day, okay, before the Monday Night Wars, let's say that, right? Because 96, I mean, they started in 95, but 96 changed the game. Hall and Nash, guaranteed contracts and all that kind of stuff. That's when things started to change. Before that, the contract, I'm pretty sure with the bigger names, there were contracts. There may have been a lot more handshake deals than usual, too. Lex Luger left in 95. He was on a handshake deal after a while, right? They allowed his contract to expire, but they didn't think that he was going to jump ship because you got to think at that time, you know, I mean, jumping ship to WCW at 95 didn't really mean anything. But the timing was perfect. He was uh, out of his contract. He was working a handshake deal. Nitro came along and he went to Nitro and he went to WCW. Back in the day, a lot of guys worked that. They would come in and they would say, okay, uh, we're going to give you 500 bucks a shot. You got, uh, you know, 10 appearances. Here you go. Right. It was a, a handshake deal or it might've been a very loose contract, but it wasn't like to the extent of what they got right now. Obviously things changed. Things got restructured. They became a public entity. The WWE did publicly traded company. So they got to protect a lot more assets because they got more people to answer to. They got investors to answer to and whatnot. So they, they had to lock things down, right? So how does this tie into what Lita said? Lita said that she was asked to do the match. So they said, hey, Lita, you're not under contract with us. But we want to bring you in. We want to book you. So we're going to give you this, this agreement. You sign it. You come in, you do an X amount of dates, you work this match, you put over whoever, and we'll pay you this much. And if we 
if we want to work with you more, we'll come up with another deal and we'll just keep doing that over and over and over. You save a lot of money that way. Not only that, but when you don't have anything for that talent, you're not obligated to do anything with them. They're not under contract. They're not an employee. I think that is what WWE is going to be doing. Think about that. The Mickey James situation, right? She got released last year. There was the whole trash bag incident and all that stuff, right? But here comes Royal Rumble. They say, hey, you know what? We want to bring some people in because Royal Rumble is always big for surprises. Mickey James, we want to use you. We don't want to, you know, steal you from Impact. We don't want to sign you to a contract. We want to bring you in, give you a good payday. You get a pop. We get a pop. You get money. We get money. Impact gets talked about. You get talked about. We get talked about. It's a win-win for everybody. Think about that. If you were able to do that with so many different people, you could have a revolving door of undercard talent. You lock down your major players and you have a revolving open door, an open door policy for your undercard that mixes things up. Guys can come in, they can work three months, they get steady work on TV, a good payday, their profile is raised, they go back to the indies, they could charge more, they make more money. The indie shows that book them can advertise them. Recently seen on Raw, recently seen on SmackDown, recent WrestleMania competitor, whatever. It works for them. Gives them marketing. Gives the promotion, the wrestler, the fans, the bookers. It, it gives everybody, It's just a win-win thing, man. Okay? For everyone. <clears throat> I think that's the long-term strategy. I think that's the long-term strategy. So far, everything is working really well with Lita in this program with her and Becky Lynch. If this match between these two is going to work out really well, then it plays more into that plan that they're going to do. They're going to want to do it more. It worked great with Mickey James. It worked great with Melina. It worked great at the Royal Rumble. It's going to work great this way as well. Trust me. Trust me. I, 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 I have a really good hunch about these kind of things. Okay. <laughs> that was, yeah, I know when I first read it, I, I'm pretty sure everybody was like, all right, cool. He's going to give us thoughts on Lita and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah I did. I like the Lita stuff. I like Lita's a great competitor, great legend, great hall of famer. Can't wait to see the match between her and Becky, but this is more, this is deeper than that. This is, this is restructuring. This is a different way you're going to do business. And I, and I like it. I like it a lot. If they keep doing this, it's great. It's great. Because for years, how many times did uh, you know myself and various other people around the world say, if you're not using the talent, just let them go? And 90% of the time they do that. There's certain people, they, you know, eh, they, they hold hostage. You know, they did that with Luke Harper for a long time. Um, they did that with, uh, they're doing that right now with Ali. You know, Mustafa Ali. Um, there's a lot of people to do that with. I, I don't, eh, I don't understand. Maybe they can work something out with those people. Maybe they're hoping to. I just think the longer they do that, the more bitter those people are going to be about a lot of things, and they're not going to want to, you know, play ball. So, all right, 
Next piece of uh, business here. Uh, prior to the February 15th, 2022 edition of NXT, WWE taped some matches for a new show called Level Up, spelled L-V-L-U-P, Level Up. WWE filed a trademark for that term uh, back on February 9th, and it will be replacing the 205 Live series. According to PWInsider.com, the decision to end 205 Live was finalized recently, but it had been in the works for some time. Back in October of 2021, former WWE star Tony Nese talked about the company seemingly losing interest in 205 Live, and here's what he had to say. Quote, This is my speculation, but it feels like Triple H didn't care about it either. We were in the limbo of the show, It had been booked, but they were just like, whatever, put on whatever and just move on. No matter how much we fight, they were just like, just have a good match and that's it, end quote. It's funny how he says it that way, right? Because there's a lot of fans out there that are like, hey, wrestling shows are easy to put on. Just go out there and put on a good match. You don't need complex stuff, right? And then he said that's exactly what they were doing. But yeah, there was a lot of people that, you know, said 205 Live sucked and, you know, it was meaningless, all that stuff. I mean, I don't understand how people can praise like AEW Dark and you know, Dark Evolution or Elevation, whatever the other show is called, which does the same thing. They praise that stuff, but then they yeah, watch shows like 205 Live and Main Event that do the exact same thing, and they, they trash those. But yeah, I, I digress. It's just kind of interesting. But you know what? If they don't have a Cruiserweight title, there's no point of having a show called 205 Live. That was the cruiserweight show because you had to be 205 pounds or, or less, you know, to go after the cruiserweight title. And so 205 live and the show wasn't even live for the last couple of years anyway. So why even call it live? You don't have the weight division. So 205, it's just, it's just moot. So call it level up using the initials LVL. Works great with NXT instead of, you know, NEXT next, right? NXT, level up. It's like their version of Heat. I like it. It's cool. I'm I'm digging this new direction. I don't care what anybody says. It entertains me. I like the way that they're executing all this. It's giving me a lot of, like, 95, 96 vibes. And it's well documented that that my favorite era in the WWE. So it feels comfortable. So, you know, of course I'm going to like something like that. Okay. Let me take a sip of my water and we're going to get into the main event. Mm-mm-mm. That is a tasty glass of water. Okay. As a matter of fact, let me get my straw in there. Quicker to drink out of the straw than it is right out of the cup. All right. You guys ready for the main event? Here we go. Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes has officially left AEW. Cody Rhodes tweeted a huge, huge announcement. And I'm going to read the whole thing for you guys right now. So bear with me, okay? Here is the statement from Cody Rhodes. Quote, I have loved my time at AEW. 
Amazing locker room, amazing fans, amazing people. The revolution was indeed televised, and I've been incredibly lucky to be a part of that. First, I want to thank Tony Khan. He's taken the baton and run with it, and it was an honor to work for him, and I know him on a personal level. He's a beautiful soul. Obviously, need to thank my incredible wife and the mother of my baby girl, Brandy, for all her love and support throughout this journey together and this amazing relationship she fostered with Culture City and the American Heart Association. Also need to thank Nick and Matt Jackson. These two, whether they know it or not, took the undesi- took an undesired and not confident little cub and gifted me the confidence to become the leader of the pack. He goes on to thank Kenneth Omega, Chris Jericho, Chicken, we started the fire. Must thank Tim W., Keith M., Greg W., and the amazing production crew who understood and captured the vision with such grace. I can't name everyone, but thank you to Mega, Margaret, Harrington, Jeff Jones, Dana, Tony Schiavone, Byrne, Raff, and the hardest worker in the game, QT Marshall, for propping me up and kicking me in the ass when I was running on fumes. I must thank all my kiddos, MJF, Jade, Sammy, Darby, Lee, Ricky, Tom, the Guns, Brock, Velvet, Nyla, Aubrey, Turner, Vanilla, Solo, Spears, Julia, Anna, Will, Wardrow, Sonny, Fuego, One, and of course, Negative One. While we're at it, give Jade the Cody Vader. Also need to take a moment to thank the great partners at Warner Media, including Brett, Sam, and the rest of the team. I have so many milestones and beautiful memories of this renaissance through sweat, blood, tears, literal fire, and all that. I left it on the mat. Everything pales in comparison to the final contribution I was empowered to lead the company, the community outreach team. In the most inward moments, your outward behavior and your ability to take fame slash influence and do something of value for the communities you visit, whether the cameras are on or off, is the highest honor. I'm confident Amanda Huber will lead the department with style. I'm so proud of my creations and contributions and the items I supported or collaborated on with such wonderful professionals. Thank you, fans. Y'all did the work. Let's live forever. End quote. It's a hell of a statement, man. It's a well-written statement. It's a well, well-written statement. Um, I hope I did justice for it by reading it out loud like that for everyone. But Cody Rhodes made the announcement, man, that uh, pretty much he is... Um, now, he didn't actually say... I do want to point that out. In this quote, he did not say, I'm leaving AEW. He did not say, I am departing from AEW. He did not say, I will no longer be working for AEW. So I want to put that out there. Because you know I'm a sucker for details. I'm a sucker for language. I've got my degree in communications. And I'm also pre-law. So language is everything to me. Right? May not... I may not, you know, demonstrate that too often, but yes, language is everything. When you put a statement out like this, when I read a statement like this, I look for stuff like that. He just thanked everyone. 
he is he's just given an update. He's given a status update, ladies and gentlemen. He's loved his time at AEW. He's saying that they're, they're an amazing locker room with amazing fans, amazing people. The revolution has been televised. He's lucky to be part of that. He thanked Tony Khan and a plethora of other people. He didn't say Kenny Omega. He said Kenneth. So many other people, right? That's It's a huge thank you. Not once did he say, I've left the company. The closest he got to that was talking about the community outreach team and hinting that Amanda Huber has taken over that department. So I just want to put that out there. Okay. Now this came as a surprise this morning. When I woke up and I saw that, I was like, what? What are you talking about? Cody Rhodes left. Well, no way. Wow. That's amazing. That's crazy. What's uh, <laughs> a lot of thoughts ran through my head. I had a, a long text conversation with both the, my buddy's DA who's on his cruise. Um, and uh, with McAvall. And um, I can't wait to actually, you know, verbally speak with these two about this because the, the text conversation we had, it was really good <clears throat> to get our thoughts out there. Just imagine brainstorming an actual, like, verbal conversation. But after that came out, AEW President Tony Khan issued out a statement that was published on the AEW's Twitter account. Let me highlight this so I know exactly what his quote is. All right, here we go. So here's what Tony Khan had to say about this. Quote, Cody and Brandy Rhodes were integral part of the launch of All Elite Wrestling. Cody's ability combined with his boldness and passion for our industry and his love for community outreach helped AEW deliver on our mission to give fans what they needed for far too long. Something new, innovative, and lasting. Brandy helped us shape the AEW story, and I appreciate how hard she fought for us both in the ring and out of the ring, competing in the women's division while advancing our efforts at inclusion and civic causes, including great partnerships with Culture City and the American Heart Association. I have an immense respect and appreciation for Cody and Brandy, and I wish them the best as they move on from AEW. Thank you, Cody and Brandy. Tony Khan, CEO, President, General Manager, and Head of Creative, All Elite Wrestling, end quote. So, Tony Khan stated, they, as they move on from AEW, circle back to what I was saying, in Cody's statement, he did not specifically say, I've left, I'm going to leave, I have left, I will be leaving, I'm gone. He didn't say none of that. Tony Khan did. Tony Khan said that Cody and Brandy are gone as they move on from AEW. He's wishing them both the best. And I forgot to mention that too. Brandy Rhodes issued out a statement. I'm not going to read it. But she issued out a statement, you know, pretty much saying the same stuff. It was a little shorter than Cody's, but same sentiment. So, yeah, man, Cody and Brandy, I mean, obviously they're a package deal. If Brandy left, I think Cody would stay. But if Cody's leaving, Brandy's going to leave. Cody Cody could go do his own thing. I think he'd be all right with doing that. Brandy, I don't think, knows how to do her own thing. And she's always got to be there with Cody. Package deal. 
Uh, but there's more. We've got a little bit more here. Um, Ariel Hawani of btsport.com noted the following about Cody possibly returning to the WWE. Here's a quote from Ariel Hawani. Quote, I'm told Rhodes and WWE are in fact talking about him returning to the organization in the near future, I'm told. This is extremely significant considering Rhodes and his wife were a part of a small group that helped launch AEW alongside Tony Khan in 2019. End quote. So there you go. You got a guy that's pretty deep inside. He's got connections. He talks to people. And uh, the word is that Cody is actually talking to the WWE. And finally here, following the news of his AEW departure, Cody's brother, Dustin Rhodes, he addressed the whole situation and his status within the company with a very simple quote saying, quote, no, I'm not leaving. I like it here in AEW, end quote. So, I mean, he really didn't talk about Cody in that statement. He was just pretty much like, yo, my brother and his wife are gone, but I'm still here. And I remember when I was talking with Mac, when I was talking to Mac of all this morning, that's one of the questions. He said, I wonder what's going to happen with Dustin. And I, I told him, I was like, I don't know, he might stay. I mean, it's, it's you know, they're not a package deal. Dustin, come on, man. Dustin's been in the business for such a long time, man. Since Cody was a little kid. Yeah, he he knows how to take care of himself. Wow, twenty five minutes. We're so twenty six minutes into this. I didn't think we were gonna get like a normal length ring scoops podcast, but we we kind of did. Wow. Well, yeah, man. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes gone from AEW. There's talk that he's talking with WWE about a return. There's a lot of thoughts. There's a lot of things going on in my head right now. The timing of it is very interesting. One thing that I, I remember bringing up to Mac and DA earlier when I was talking with them was the, about the timing of it. And maybe it could be a bargaining chip or maybe it just has nothing to do with it at all. I have no idea. But can you just imagine, if you will, humor me with this. Imagine if Cody Rhodes was given the keys to the kingdom for NXT and the Performance Center. What a, what a, a final kick in the balls it would be to Triple H. From Vince, if that were to happen, I I question whether or not I even wanted to say that out loud here on the podcast because I never want to be that guy that's like, "Hey, check out my crazy out of this world fantasy booking bullshit." You know, I'm not a fan of that kind of stuff. I like, you know, if I'm on a fantasy book, I still want to throw some, you know, reality and logic into it. If it's going to possibly happen, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, they're going to go dig up Eddie Guerrero's body. He's going to fight, you know, fucking Sankara, you know, next week. You know, like stupid shit like that. You know, like fan fiction crap. I try to try to be as realistic as possible. I, I mean, with everything that's been going on, man, with everything recently talked about with Vince and Shane and a lot of speculation about what's going on with Triple H, all that stuff. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them if Cody Rhodes got some kind of hand at NXT. If he wanted it, he could probably negotiate it. Who knows? Uh, speculation. I shouldn't have said it. Uh, fuck me. I don't give a shit. I'm just a fan. I'm just a fan living at home, watching wrestling. I get to talk about it every once in a while on a podcast. You know, just like all, all these other people out there. I'm just like you and you and you and you over there. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking to you. I'm just like you, man. We're the same. 
We watch wrestling Monday nights, Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, Friday nights, Saturday nights, Sunday nights. We get on a microphone that we bought at Radio Shack. All right, well, a lot of people probably bought theirs off of like Amazon or or whatever. Or maybe they went to Guitar Center. Got their stuff there. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just rambling at this point. But anyway, yeah, so that's it, man. Um, that's That's crazy. It's a lot of uh, big things. And I didn't even talk about, uh, uh, who, this is big too, but the Stone Cold Steve Austin, apparently there's a rumor going around that he may have a match at WrestleMania this year against Kevin Owens. Last night on Raw, Kevin Owens shot pretty hard on fucking Texas and Dallas and all that stuff. I mean, it could easily be set up for him to do something like that at WrestleMania. And, you know, like McAvall said earlier, he, he had suggested that maybe the dead man, um, American badass Undertaker come out on a bike, you know, and powerbomb him and get a WrestleMania moment. He doesn't have to have a match. He could just come out on the bike, get a pop. It, it, but there's a lot of talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin and how WWE wants him in a match this year. But there's a lot of people that are like, well, if they're going to bring Austin back, I mean, why are they going to put him up against Kevin Owens? I think that's kind of disrespectful to Kevin Owens. I, mean, I see both sides. It's disrespectful to Kevin Owens, but at the same time, there are a lot of bigger names that I would like to see go up against Steve Austin. But, you know, I I would be very happy with some interaction between those two guys. I really would. Um, I think those two guys uh, across from each other on the microphone, I think would be gold. So I'm not going to hate it at all. I'd, I'd welcome the thought. I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen going forward. All right. All right. I'm going to go ahead and end. Um, in a day or two, I'll have uh, the, another podcast up with Elimination Chamber predictions. And, uh, yeah. Don't forget to check out Ring Scoops on social media, ladies and gentlemen, at Ring Scoops. Just go to ringscoops.com. I'm just going to say that. Go to ringscoops.com, click on the social links, give us a follow. Check out our Twitch streams every once in a while. Sometimes we do these Ring Scoops lives where I take the audio, turn it into the podcast. Play a lot of video games on there. I'm still trying to get a group together so we could play like an actual like in-person stream session of the Ring Scoops card game, which is still on sale and you can get the link over at ringscoops.com. And uh, last weekend, we celebrated our 22nd anniversary online for Ring Scoops, and we were in the VR arena, the VR chat arena, and we had a lot of good times last weekend. Uh, there was a, a small handful of us that got together in the arena, and we were just running around, voice chatting, just having a good time, telling jokes, talking about wrestling, geeking out. I mean, we could have recorded it and had a really fun, you know, experience podcast. I probably should have done that. Now I think about it. I'm an idiot for not doing that. That would have been great. But you know what? Hey, for those of us that were there, it's in our memories and it's exclusive to us and it's in our heart. No one else could see that and no one else could think back and remember about the good times that we had in that. But going forward, maybe we'll stream it live. Maybe we'll record it, put it up as a podcast. Who knows? But I really liked that. I think we should do that more often. We should have a lot more get-togethers in the Ring Scoops VR chat arena. Remember, you don't have to have a VR headset. You can do it for free on the PC as well. PC and VR platforms, VR chat is 100% free. You don't have to pay for it. You don't even have to put a credit card down when you open up your account. It's 100% free. You just need an email address to sign up. 
you know, and you click your link to activate it, and then boom, you log in, you get in, you can do stuff, you can move around with the mouse, the keyboard, your VR headset, you got those controls, you move around. It's fun, man. It's, it's free, it's fun, it's great, it's social, it's cool. Check that out. Ringscoops.com. And also, all of our t shirts have now officially been migrated over to the new shop. So, shop.ringscoops.com for all the t shirts. Now I can start working on some new designs. You know? Yeah. Some new designs. Okay. I'm out. Finally. That's it. You're going to get rid of me. Thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Until next time, thank you. Good night. And be cool.